Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and great. And today I want to go to the book of Proverbs with you. Oh, y'all know how much I love Proverbs. And today I want to share a little bit about why. Uh, why I like to read Proverbs so much. Why I believe the Lord has um, created and broke it down in a way for us to consume a bit of Proverbs every single day. And, um, you know, how many of you know that we learn in different ways? We learn by teaching. We learn by doing. We learn by example. So today I'm going to give you a little bit of teaching and a little bit of an example of just how um, valuable it is and how necessary, how much we need to come to Proverbs every day. But Proverbs is also known as the book of wisdom because this is where you come in the Bible and it's like a consolidated uh, wisdom from the Lord. And Proverbs 4 verse 7 and I'm going Old King James on you because I just, sometimes I just love the poetry of the Old King James. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Principal means the very first, the chief, the best. Okay, this word principal in the Hebrew is a word that means the very first, the chief, the best. So he's telling us wisdom is the very first thing. It's the chief thing. It's the best thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Again, that's Proverbs 4, 7, and it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Say that with me. Say, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. I love this. The Bible tells us what we need, tells us to get it, and then gives us all these benefits and motivation and reason why we want to get wisdom. Listen to this. I'm going to read it to you also out of the Amplified Version. In the Amplified Version, it says the beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. Sounds kind of funny, right? The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. Here's the thing about wisdom, my friends. We need the wisdom to see how much we need the wisdom, right? Humble, only humble people come and ask for wisdom. Only people who admit they don't know everything ask for wisdom. That's why it's telling you the very first thing to getting wisdom, the principal thing to getting wisdom is to get wisdom. Because so much of the time, right, our human nature is to think, I got it, I know it, I don't need help. Why, how this whole independent, pull myself up by my bootstraps mentality is idolized in our nation, right? And, and many others as well. My friend, that's just pride. None of us can pull ourselves up, right? It's the very breath of God that, that we breathe in every day. If it wasn't for his strength in us, you couldn't even listen to the words that I'm sharing right now. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. Skillful and godly wisdom. For skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, my friends is saying with everything you go after, go after wisdom, get understanding, discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. Prize wisdom highly and exalt her, and she shall exalt and promote you. She will bring you to honor when you embrace her. 
She shall give to your head a wreath of gracefulness, a crown of beauty and glory she shall deliver to you. Now listen, my friend, this, uh, I love how the Amplified brings it out for us that it is talking about godly wisdom. And the reality is that actually the only kind of true wisdom is the wisdom that comes from God, right? There is a form of worldly wisdom, but it's really just an accumulation of knowledge and facts. But true wisdom comes from the Lord and only from the Lord. And in fact, wisdom is also referred to as Jesus Christ. So when it's saying with all you're getting, get wisdom, you could also say with all my getting, I'm going to go after Jesus and he will give to you his wisdom. But the Lord makes it so, so easy and practical for us. He tells us we need wisdom. He says it's the number one thing we need, the most important thing we need. And if we go after wisdom, see, our mind says, if I need wealth, go after wealth. That's what we think, right? Work harder, you know, do whatever it is I got to do. But the Bible tells us, go after wisdom and wisdom will exalt you and promote you and honor you. Amen. And then gives us the book of wisdom where we can get that wisdom from. So Proverbs chapter one tells us the whole reason why the Lord has given us this. And Proverbs chapter one, verse two, it says to know wisdom. Okay. So the very first reason this book of the Bible was given to us was to know wisdom. Do you want to be wise beyond your years? And my friends, can I tell you something? Age is not a sign of wisdom. I have seen people that are old and foolish, just like young and foolish. You would think they learn from their mistakes. You think they learn from their experiences, but you know what? That is the difference in worldly knowledge. You can go through, you can have two people go through the same experience and one learns from it and grows and the other one doesn't. And the difference is the godly wisdom to apply that knowledge, that understanding, to gain from that experience. Amen. And um, how many of you ever seen cranky old people? right? They're just cranky all the time. It's a lack of wisdom. So I'm not calling out the old people. And you know what? In the name of Jesus Christ, if you're listening to this, there's a, there's a difference in being advanced in your years and being old and old minded and cranky. It's a lack of wisdom. I'm, I'm just saying that because so often I hear people make comments about you get wiser as you get older. No, you don't. Not necessarily. <laughs> a fool's a fool. So to know wisdom as why this book was given to us and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. My friend, that's what, remember what I said? It takes humility to receive wisdom. And we actually need the wisdom to have that humility, to understand that we don't know it all. And I need to learn. I need to receive more wisdom. See, foolish people, uh, uh, foolish and prideful are synonymous. People who are foolish are foolish because they're too prideful to humble themselves and ask for help. They're too prideful to come to the Lord and say, I need your wisdom. I need your instruction. I need your knowledge. I need your help. But it says a wise man, and you are a wise man. Right. Why? My friends, a man, this, this means woman, too. You are a wise man. You are a wise woman. That's why you're listening. <laughs> so when you read these scriptures, you associate yourself 
with the wise man. In the Proverbs, you will read a lot of scriptures that tells you that these things happen to the righteous and these things happen to the wicked. You need to remember that God's not looking at your actions to judge you. He's looking at your sacrifice. Are You're either in Christ or you're not. That's it. So when it says righteous, remember righteousness is a gift we receive from Christ. So because I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I am righteous. Because you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are righteous. It's not about your actions. So when you read Proverbs that say things like the, the righteous man lives long and the, and the righteous man is honored and the righteous may fall seven times, but he will rise again. You say, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm, I'm that righteous one. And then when you read how the wicked are, my friends, it's to give us wisdom to understand what the world is like. One, so that we're not like that, too, and we can guard and protect ourselves. Hallelujah. There's a proverb that says the, the wise seem danger and hide themselves, but the foolish uh, are just press on and walk right into it. It takes wisdom, right? Obviously, uh, if, if anyone could see that danger, you would think that they would hide themselves. But wisdom from the Lord, my friends, shows you things and you see things that other people don't so that what you can protect yourself. So that the Lord can exalt you. So he can extend your life. There's all these benefits to wisdom. And you know what? So it says that the wise will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. It's like you get a little bit of wisdom. And that wisdom makes you want more wisdom. And because you want more wisdom, you surround yourself with other wise people. And other wise people who are seeking out wisdom. And then you seek counsel from them. See, again and again, we do see that to be wise requires humility and a willingness to learn, staying teachable, staying teachable, my friends. Hallelujah. You know what I love about this intro to Proverbs chapter one? And here's a little, uh, a little tidbit. The, the first chapter of every book of the Bible sets you up for what that book is about, why it's primarily written. Of course, there, there will always be lots of benefits and, and goodies and stuff, but the opening chapter gives you an idea of why this book was written to you. And I love this because it's, it, it doesn't say if you are wise, if you have knowledge, if you're a smarty pants, then this book is for you. It says the exact opposite. If you want to be wise, if you are simple, that's what uh, it says here, to give subtlety to the simple. So can I admit that I am simple? Can I admit that I don't know everything? Then this book of pure wisdom from God Almighty himself is for me. What a gift. What a beautiful, beautiful gift. And every time we come to it with that teachable heart and say, Jesus, show me yourself. You are wisdom. I want your wisdom. Be my wisdom. We will grow in it. Amen. And one more I want to uh, read to you from, from chapter one is verse seven. My friends, this is so important. It says, the worship of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The worship of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wow, we got a world out there raging today of people. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. You can't even tell me how I was born. My friend, that's rebellion. You can't tell me what I am. You can't tell me what to do. Refusing instruction and fusing, refusing correction. I don't care what it's about. If we refuse correction and instruction, 
we're, we're going to, there's actually another proverb that says you end up stupid. Of course you do. We all need correction. We all need instruction to grow in whatever it is, just in, in general. But I love this too, my friends. It gives us another clue of how we can receive godly knowledge. And that is the worship of the Lord. But listen to this too. It's even deeper than that. It says the worship of the Lord is the beginning. It's just the beginning of knowledge. And you can also say, if you don't worship the Lord, you haven't even begun to receive knowledge. That's the, the baseline. That's the very beginning. It takes that wisdom of the Lord that puts in our heart the desire to want to worship the Lord. When we see how incredible he is, his love and his grace and his goodness and his mercy and his sacrifice and his perfect justice and his strength and his power, all that he uses on our behalf, we want to worship that. We want to worship him for who he is. And that's the very beginning of knowledge. There's another benefit in that. And the, the devil never, ever worships the Lord. He can't stand to. That's what he used to be. Lucifer used to be the worship leader, essentially, of heaven. He had the most supreme position. But then he started thinking, all his worship belongs to me. And he rebelled against God and he fell. And I'll tell you what he doesn't do today. He does not worship the Lord. That's why when you worship the Lord, my friend, you are going to a place that the enemy won't even stand on. He won't come near it. It moves your battle from a realm where he might be running all over you to a place he won't even go. He can't even touch it. In the very moment of your weakness, worship the Lord. And see the Lord. We've, we've talked about it in recent podcasts. He goes to work on your behalf. He even sets ambushes against your enemy. What, what, how does an ambush happen, my friend? An ambush happens because the enemy couldn't see it coming. The devil, your enemy, can't see it coming when you're worshiping the Lord because he won't go near worship ground. Worship of the Lord, that is the beginning of wisdom. So here we've seen just barely, we're just barely scratching the surface of how very valuable it is for us to receive wisdom from the Lord. And he has given it to us written down from the wisest man. This was written by Solomon, the son of David, King Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live on the face of the earth other than Jesus Christ. People from all over the world, right? We often hear about the, the ancient wise Chinese people. Even they came to Solomon because even they heard how wise he was. His wisdom was people came from all over the world to sit in his court and listen to his wisdom. And we've got the best of that written down for us. You don't even have to travel, my friend. You can have a Bible sent to you. You can go on Amazon or Bible, uh, Bible Gateway or, I mean, just Google it. There's all kinds of places. You can have a Bible sent to your home right now. You can download an app with the Bible in it. These people traveled for months, years, some of them, to get what we can open up and read for ourselves every day. And when you read all the benefits and everything that wisdom does for you, it adds years to your life and length to your days. Those two reasons right there, you know what the difference is in years to your life and length of your days? Years of your life is that you live longer, right? You actually physically live longer on this earth. Length of days means each of your days 
fills so much longer with all that wisdom from the Lord. You accomplish more, faster, easier. You just get things done. You're in the right place at the right time. You're not in the wrong place at the wrong time because you're operating out of the wisdom of the Lord. And he knows what is in your day long before you do, right? Amen. So Proverbs has 31 chapters, right? Most of our months have 31 days. So that's why I believe we are meant to read a chapter of Proverbs every single day. It tells us wisdom is the most important thing we should get. So surely we should come and read Proverbs every day, my friends. So like today, when I'm recording this, it's the 19th. And so today I went to Proverbs chapter 19. I'm wrong. It's the 20th. (laughs) So I went to Proverbs chapter 20. And what I will start doing is I will just start reading through the Proverbs until I get to one that speaks to me. Like, you know, I just feel like reading it again. Or I notice something about it. I didn't notice it before. It kind of jumps out at me or kind of warms up my heart. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that the Lord gets our attention on a particular scripture. And I will tell you that sometimes I read the whole chapter and I didn't catch one. So I go back and I read it again a little bit slower, maybe out loud this time. I I encourage you, my friends, read your scriptures silently and read them out loud. Amen. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can hear your own voice and increase your own faith. (laughs) Amen. So uh, I wanted to give you just a practical, show an example of just how practical it is to come to the Lord's wisdom every day. And I got a little bit of time to do it. So Proverbs chapter 20, as I was reading it today, you know, I've read this many, many times. The Lord still, like I said, he'll make a, a certain scripture pop out at me. And today it was this one, Proverbs 20, verse 3. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. Wow. I want to say that again. Actually, I'm going to also read that was in the New American Standard. I'm going to read it to you in the King James. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. You know, some meddling fools, (laughs) meddling business that isn't their own and start quarrels just to start quarrels and strive a lot and argue a lot just to argue and strife. Wow, there's a lot of that out there, right? Hello, reality TV. It's all about strife and striving, my friends. You know what? Don't watch it. What we watch, what we imbibe, we are taking in. We cannot sit and watch people argue and and be in strife and quarrel and betray and backstab and fight and all that and not take that into ourselves. If we're watching it and watching it and hearing it and hearing it, the same things start going on in our mind. Just like faith comes by hearing, my friends, so does unbelief. So does strife when we're hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. So listen, it says keep away from it. Keep away from strife. It's an honor to you to keep away from strife. I want to read it to you from the New King James as well. It says it is honorable for a man to stop striving. Since any fool can start a quarrel. My friend, we don't want to be fools. Say, I ain't a fool. I ain't a fool. Say, I'm the wise man. I want you to know some things here. It is honorable for a man to stop striving. It didn't say whether or not you're right. (laughs) Right? It didn't say stop striving if you're right and the other person is wrong. No, it just said stop striving, period. 
You know, of course, sometimes we do need to debate. This doesn't mean this is absolutely not saying to, you know what, I'm going to call some of you out. We got a generation of Christians that hide behind this idea of being nice just to avoid confrontation. And that is absolutely not what this is talking about. Jesus, no one loved people, loves us more than Jesus. No one is kinder than Jesus and no one was more confrontational than Jesus. And it was because he loved people that he was confrontational with them. Think of Jesus with the Pharisees. Did he confront them? Yes, because they continually rejected him and continually rejected their need for a savior. They thought they were perfect. They thought they were holy. And so they're on their way to hell. It is because Jesus loved them that he began to confront them and to use even harsh words with them, like you whitewashed tombs. He's saying, okay, on the outside, you look great, but on the inside, you're dead. He called them a den of, of vipers. And they were, they were constantly plotting to, to kill out of jealousy. They were very poisonous, right? He started calling them out. Would you call that nice? No, it wasn't nice, but it was kind. It was love because he cared so much for them. He loved them so much. He was trying to break through that hypocrisy so they could see their need for a savior. So they could see the son of God, their God, that they were claiming to worship was standing right in front of them. But did he quarrel with them? Did he strive with them? Did he go around picking fights with them? No, he didn't, my friends. That's the difference. Where the, the motive makes all the difference. Right? There are so many times that we can quarrel and strife and, and it's, we got to ask ourselves, is this just about me being right? Do I just want to be right? Well, then we're already wrong, right? If I'm, if that's what quarreling is, it's just about being right. And here's the funny thing. When two people are quarreling with each other, how many of them think they're right? They both do. <laughs> How many of us right now, when we think about the situations that we've maybe been in before, arguments that we know got out of hand was beyond, you know, just maybe pointing out some issues that needed to be addressed or worked on, you know, whatever, my friend, that, that we know when we think about our arguments, how many times do we think we're right? If you're like me and you're honest, you think you're right like 100% of the time. Maybe you'll admit that 90% of the time. Uh, you're right. Yeah, that's right. I'll admit there's a couple of times I was probably wrong. Oh, my friend, probability itself says that we were probably wrong at least 50% of the time. A lot of times in arguments, both of us are wrong. <laughs> that's why I love this. The Lord says, he didn't say stop striving if you're right. Can I tell you that was eye opening for me the first time the Lord brought me to this. He just said, stop striving, period. It is honorable for you. It is honorable to stop striving, especially when you are right. Maybe you are right, but if the other person isn't going to see it and it's not going to bring any positive change, just stop striving. And you know how we do that, my friends? You know why it's honorable? If we're trusting in ourselves and what we can do, we can't do this. We can't stop striving. I tell you how we stop striving. That's right. Daddy God, you're going to take care of me. I know that you're going to take care of me. I know that you love me. It doesn't matter what 
this other person thinks about me or says about me or accuses me of or lies about me. I've experienced a lot of all of that because my daddy God loves me. You know how many times I, I tell myself, you know what? It doesn't matter that they don't accept me. My daddy God and my husband do. That's all that matters. Amen, my friends. That will set you free. And you know what, my friends? <laughs> you know it. We are going to have to stop right there. What do you know? This is going to be longer than I expected. For some reason, I really thought this would be one episode. That was just wishful thinking, I suppose. <laughs> but um, we will pick this up in our next episode. And in the meantime, my friends, I hope you've already been encouraged to begin, if you don't already, getting into the book of Proverbs. You know, just uh, even right now. Open up the book of Proverbs. Ask the Lord to, to be your wisdom, to, to give you his wisdom, my friends, and he will. The Bible tells us in the book of James that to anyone who asks the Lord for wisdom, he will give you, you know how, how does our God give a little bit? No, he will abundantly pour out his wisdom on you to anyone who does one thing, asks for it. We just got to ask for it, my friend. So I encourage you to start getting into Proverbs, uh, my friend, and, and just let the Lord pour out his wisdom in you. Let him honor you. Let him exalt you. Let him lengthen your days and add years to your life. Let him fill you with his peace and joy. And, and the Bible also says the, the paths of wisdom are paths of pleasantness. Who doesn't want that in their life, right? Amen. I do. Hey, raise your hand. Angels are taking notes. You want paths of pleasantness and peace and joy and honor. And oh, by the way, it also does say she adds to us riches. There isn't anything we need in this world that we don't get through the Lord's wisdom. Amen. All right, my friends, we will pick this up next time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing, and great.